This week on the Best Friends Fancast, we will talk about the Monday show, Chris DiStefano is a guy who's been punched, and the Thursday show, Jordan's Popcorn Suitcase, Allison's Underwear, Daniel's Public Access Show. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I'm your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. I swear to God, I hate myself even more every time I do the intro. <laughs> every time. How the fuck are you, little Rafi? Um, hmm, fine, I guess. How are you doing, yeah. Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to share... Some I'll, I'll share my life right now during call-outs because we're calling people out today. Uh, do you have any shout-outs, though? Shout-outs? Mm, uh, I <laughs> guess just Cousin Erica. <laughs> I love how much that brought to the Twitter game. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, I In other words, shout-out well. to Lauren. <laughs> uh, I didn't say all that. Oh, <laughs> Oh, is that all of your shout outs? Just Erica, one person that you've never met? That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, my shout outs are to Brittany. I get to go on vacation with you soon. I'm counting the days down. Also to Lauren Kelly for the super nice gifts she sent me last week that I opened during the show. And uh, I tried some of the snacks. Those potato chips are so fucking good. I think you would like them. Do you like potato chips though, Rafi? I always buy chips when I go to the store hoping that they last me like for the week and they're probably gone by the next day <laughs> these are like super thin they're like lays original but thinner they're super super good oh okay and uh yeah and then i had i polished off half of the donuts that she sent the little sleeve of donuts they were <laughs> super good too i haven't tried any of the other things but uh yeah that was really nice of her also to everyone else that's listened last week because i feel like you and i were, were really depressives were we i don't know this week might be the same though so thanks to everyone that listened last week and it's gonna currently listen uh, and my final shout out is to all of the melissa's the melissa's who served my house well and this brings me to a call out i'm calling out my neighbor rick and his dumb fucking wife debbie because they called the city on our beehive, and we have to get rid of it. What? Yeah. It's funny because they, talking to another neighbor, and they said, they've lived here for 20 years, and I could have called the city on them hundreds of times for all the things that they've done. They also, we had our trash cans in front of our gate, and the reason why I have them in the front is because I had to go through the garage and go into the backyard, and I can see over their wall, and I didn't want to have to have a run-in with him, so I just put the trash cans in the front of the gate, which is still off to the side. Like, no one can see it. They reported that as well, the tr trash cans being out. So the war is started. It's on. All they have is that. We're going to have, obviously, we have to take care of the bees, and the trash cans will be in the backyard. Who fucking cares? But <laughs> the truth is coming out, and it is going to be beautiful. <laughs> uh, Wow. Uh, hmm. That is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. 
So train wreck and dummy, just you wait. I'm going to tell, I mean, I'm telling everything. He's, you know how, I've already told you like privately that he's like perverted and he like does things to underage girls. But now this is all going to come out. I'm just going to just say it out to the world. He's a disgusting pervert and his wife protects him and they're disgusting. So they can fuck right off. (laughs) I, I wrote a nice long email to her. Yes, email because I'm old, but I signed it off with enjoy content. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Because I, I, I also shared with her. I know that he cheated on her, but she doesn't know this, but he decided to tell my husband all these details. So I was like, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell her every little thing I know. And, um, yeah, so the war has started. It's, uh, I'm turning this into something fun instead of stressing out over it. Cause man, uh, when I first got the notice, I was like, I'm about to rip somebody a new asshole, <laughs> but I, I will now, but just not, you know, illegally. I'm going to do it all uh, above board here. But uh, uh, just, yeah, so just, that's just, been my week. Uh, j- just wondering, is uh, Mike still in town? <laughs> no, he is not. He left on Monday. And it's funny because he, Trainwreck came over and like shook his hand. Oh, hey, how, how you doing? And, and Mike's like, I am so mad that I shook his hand. And he's like, when all of that stuff is in the works for them to call this week, at, like, it's just gross. They're disgusting people. So they can fuck right off. He's a pervert. He's a pedophile. Fuck him. Uh, oh, also, when I posted the show last week, uh, I was drunk and I took your advice. Mike brought... Uh, brought me some edibles <laughs> and so I, I first of all I misspelled the name on I well I had it sp- spelled one way on iTunes and one way on SoundCloud I was almost gonna name the episode train Rick and then I deleted that and then I had like the super long name and I, I didn't even remember if I posted it anywhere <laughs> Uh, anyway i haven't been getting drunk as i've told you before i haven't been getting drunk this month but since mike was home we kind of started you know day drinking and that turned into edibles and that turned into (laughs) i when i checked on it everything was fine except for the misspelling but i was like oh man hopefully i posted that correctly and didn't uh fuck that one up um i didn't notice anything i Good. But then again, I I spelled remember. ball sacks with a K on iTunes and without the K on SoundCloud, which is not a big deal. But like I know in oh. my mind, I was trying so hard to to look to read the screen and type out stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm now that you I mention it, I do remember. I do remember seeing a ball sack with a S A C, and I was like, "Is that how they spell it in California?" <laughs> Old Town Sack. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's uh, my call-outs. Do you have any call-outs? No, I don't think so. Uh, You know, (laughs) lately I haven't been in the shout-out or call-out mood. So, yeah, sorry. Why don't you call out Rick Huffman and his dumb fucking wife, Debbie? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I am on fire. I'm not going to try and turn this whole episode into talking about them like I did last week. (laughs) Uh, For sure, yeah. Your your neighbors, they're horrible people. Oh, yeah. When you come here in March, let's... It's it's on. We're gonna. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm gonna passive passive aggressively talk about them in my backyard. Anyway, all right. Enough of that. Let's talk about Monday. Let's do it. Okay. So Chris 
was an interesting guest. I did like how you didn't really have to ask him much where he was just offering up everything. And he was talking about putting himself into others' shoes and trying to learn from that. This whole story about getting punched by his dad. Like, what did you think about that story? This sounded like, well, I mean, this is kind of what I expect from, I guess, I don't know. Like, this sounded strange, but at the same time, I can imagine there are people out there like this. So it wasn't so shocking to me. I feel like it was misguided and maybe the wrong way to go about things. But ultimately, the result was good. True. There are so many people that I think sometimes god they must have never been punched because they're such entitled turds but i don't wish that on anybody and it typically it's obviously it's a guy i don't think women should be punched (laughs) but i feel like it does do men well to get punched or have get into fights when they're younger to kind of like put themselves put them in a place where they understand life a little bit better but why does it have to get violent i don't know (laughs) But the fact that he had smelling salt and like the whole the whole thing was just I don't know. He was said it so matter of factly, but I like how Allison was like, This sounds like something you're still working through or like that you want to work through and he's like, No. It worked out well for me. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it's funny there's a uh like a kind of a meme going around where it's you know, someone will say something like, uh, you never blank blank when you were younger and it shows so like this is like yeah you never got punched in the face and it shows uh there are people who for sure uh, let's just say uh (laughs) a snotty little kid who uh you know disrespects his elders (laughs) and uh is just a little piece of shit and you're like man you never got hit by either your parent or you know a person bigger than you whoever is and it it does show with certain people it does and i and i don't wish that on people but sometimes i think that's what it takes to kind of like figure stuff out i mean i don't know He, he was also talking about his dad was an old school racist and old school homophobe which just doesn't that just mean you're a racist and you're a homophobe? <laughs> Old school means it's acceptable, I think, but is what he's saying. But it's your actions, Lisa. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how he felt about this part. He was talking about, like, his dad. <laughs> I guess if you go by your full name that... <laughs> you're gay or something but it's like i don't know like i mean see that's why there are so many people where it's like yeah i don't really want to deal with this kind of person just like i'm sure his dad is a good guy but it's just like i couldn't like hang out with someone who's just constantly like you know judging people for no reason and like ultimately is he doing anything wrong no apparently from the story's Chris told uh, he's, you know, out there doing good for the most part, but not the kind of person I would want to be a friend to, you know? No, it's exhausting to be around people like that, where it's just like, you're putting way too much energy into not like, especially the fact that he's calling his own son out for the name that he gave him. <laughs> like, um... That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's uh, someone who likes friends or something, you could, I mean, I say go ahead and mock them mercilessly, <laughs> but... You know, for something like, you know, being gay or something like that, that's, you know, who cares? Agreed. Let them be. Yes. So his show is Ask Stupid People, or no, Ask Dumb Questions or something. I don't know. I actually was going to watch some of them and then I didn't uh, look them up. Have you seen any of these? No. Uh, And also, media nowadays is so fucking weird where you can have a show that's 
during the commercial of another show. Like that's right. That to me sounds like you don't you don't have a show. <laughs> this is the show. Yeah, I the idea of it is funny. I looked up. Uh, I think he was talking about like where would where else would you put nipples or something? And I guess Nikki Glaser said she would put them behind her ears. I'm sure she would turn it into something funny. I'm sure comedians would turn dumb questions into something funny. Eh, how much do I want to watch it? I don't know. I, I looked it up and I was like, eh, it's on YouTube. I don't know if I want to dive into that. Uh, but you know my resistance to YouTube. But I, eh, I'll probably check it out just to check it out. I finally checked out uh, Idiot Test for a minute. And um, I don't think I like Ben Glebe as much as I do on the show. Like him on the show feels more like him and on uh, Allison's show is more like himself and I don't know game show hosty guys kind of eh, I don't really I don't like the I don't know what I'm trying to say but I don't like it okay so I actually also watched about a minute and a half of <laughs> idiot test and I couldn't watch it okay. because one I thought the sh- I thought the game show was just a bad game like right. I can it watch se- family seemed feud turkey because, jerky a little bit didn't I don't it? know ah I don't know about that. It's just like, I don't care about these people. <laughs> but in Family Feud, it's kind of funny for some True. reason. I don't know why. Good answer. But Good answer. I don't know what the difference is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not give a shit about Idiot Test. I like Ben Glebe, but I don't think I like him enough to push through right. uh, to watch that show. Uh, also, same with um, uh, the guy, shit, what's his name, who was doing the show with Judge Judy, I Spy or some shit. Oh, um, uh, fuck. John uh, Henson. Tall- guy with glasses yes him i like him don't think i could watch his show his little game show either but where would you put nipples uh (laughs) if they couldn't be if they weren't where they needed to be (laughs) huh that's right (laughs) because i was thinking about that and i was like i would i before you even said the nikki glazer thing i was like i would put them behind my ears because you know then you know someone could still play with them and uh, (laughs) and, uh, no one can see them Ooh, maybe I put them on my on my forehead like like uh, devil horns, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I can play God. with them too. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Behind the ears is like it's hidden, so it's like hmm, definitely not on my ass because I don't want to sit on them. And yeah, I don't know. I guess it, I mean it, that is a weird about, question. What about on your back? In the same exact place as they are in the front, just on the back. I think that would be weird. I wonder if they would... Yeah, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> All these things going through my mind, but it's like... You gotta think about... <laughs> I was gonna say, you gotta think about breastfeeding, but... Um, <laughs> you just lay on your baby. probably a bit uh, uh, gone. Oh. <laughs> now, would the boobs stay, but the nipples would be gone? That's the question I would ask. Mm, good question. So I'll ask a dumb question right back at Chris. So I looked him up because I, well, I wanted to see, I wanted to look up this show and then I saw him and his, his face does not match his voice at all. He does not look like a New York guy. He looks kind of like, I don't know, like a Metro guy. I'm sorry. He looks like a what Never guy? mind. He looks like, he doesn't look like a tough guy is all. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't think uh, I got from his stories that he was particularly a tough guy. Right. But his dad certainly was, his family. And he likes to watch movies that are yeah, about those tough guys, but he himself is not one. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was. Uh, so, have you ever seen A Bronx Tale? I 
feel like I have. I feel like every boyfriend at like has had that movie back in the day. I think I've seen it. Uh, I I feel like I have seen. Well, up until recently, I had seen like maybe five eighths of a Bronx Tale, but like a few months back, I finally saw the whole thing from beginning to end, and eh, it's fine. I I think the t- the type of person who like loves a Bronx Tale is like the kind of person who uh, I don't want to be friends yes. with because I'm like, uh, uh, have you seen The Sopranos? <laughs> like this is a uh, very poor substitute for quality but i don't know it was an okay movie but i feel like this movie may have meant a lot to him because he actually got the guy from the movie to play his dad when he had a cbs pilot so i feel like uh yeah true i don't know it's never good when a movie is like your identity true a tv show on the other hand and he mentioned bronx Hill. like i mean if we took a shot every time he said it we've been drunk I know it's it's just sad when like all your references are to this one <laughs> thing and like all you all your jokes are about one thing and like your profile <laughs> picture is just from that one thing. What's it's the deal so with your identity? <laughs> oh, so how dare you got a jingle this week? That was cool. So I guess that means it's staying. Yeah, I was. I w- first of all, I was waiting for the jingle, uh, and second of all, I think whenever she tries this with people, I think if it's a comedian, it's gonna go over relatively well because they, right. you know, they're there to entertain and whatnot, and they're used to being put on the spot. But I feel like if she just had like some random book yes. author, you know, it this segment is probably not gonna go well so i mean as long as she just keeps doing it with comedians and whatnot i also i can't wait to see this uh segment crash and burn like i want her to ask someone like have you ever had a threesome and they're just like excuse me um can we like what kind of show is this and that's when they'll say how dare you but they'll be it'll it'll be interesting because it's like jamos like true where it's like certain people just don't want to play along they don't know what's going on but I mean, he had already told the story about his dad punching him until he until he was knocked unconscious. So it was like, I think asking him his virginity story is really not going to face him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should ask Allison where this came from uh, next time we see her, which uh, God knows when that'll be. I know. Well, you know what? You know, on Patreon, how she asked, what questions do you want to hear for How Dare You? Which I think is a cool idea. But also, I think having these same questions is probably a good idea because they're all they all lead to conversations that are interesting. But to I but so maybe we can ask her on there, like, where did you come up with this and why? Because usually, like we've said before, she could just get to the she always asks these questions anyway. (laughs) So I don't know. Under the guise of, of, of another segment. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to look at this uh, Patreon post because I forget. Ooh, yeah. You know, it's like I've forgotten that Patreon exists, it seems like. <laughs> uh, maybe she's not uh, doing as much stuff on there as uh, she used to, or maybe I'm just not paying attention. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see what other people have written about in there. I feel like she has not been very active on there, except for just you know posting the the stuff about her roof leaking and and asking for questions for all of the people that she's been having interviews with. Which which it's like wow, she's been hitting it hard 
to bank some of these episodes because I feel like every single day is asking a qu- like, who do you have questions for this person or that person? I'm like, well, good for her for getting all of that taken care of. But, but yeah, I, I would be interested to see what other people said on there. What do you think of the questions that she's asked so far? They're, I think they're fine. Uh, they're kind of the types of things I would ask, I guess, in this kind of segment. But, but hmm, is it, do you think she's asked question. questions that are that would get the response, how dare you? Or do you think it's like not even really that offensive? Hmm. Like the most money you spent on a single item, is that really yeah, like that? Uh... <laughs> but what is the the most you've spent on something, by the way, a watch? Uh, yes, by far. It would be my watch, uh, my watch car, <laughs> my, uh, because my car is a used piece of shit. Uh, my watch costs multiple times more than my car. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a crazy expensive watch, but it's sometimes when I, when I tell people, well, I don't ever tell them the actual price because how dare they, but, uh, <laughs> it's like people, if my friends will, it's funny because there's like this number that is close-ish but more than I paid and they'll like throw it around as like that is the actual number and I'm like "Mm, it wasn't that much but okay and like (laughs) it's it's strange to people to spend that much on something that is kind of unnecessary like a like like a a pinstripe suede coat (laughs) a candy striped (laughs) suede coat (laughs) yeah but this is something, you know, I can wear out in the rain without, uh, you know, some crazy guy telling me that I can't walk down the street with his daughter looking like that. <laughs> Pipe down, course boy. <laughs> but I'm, uh, speaking of uh, these questions, Lisa, uh-uh. I'm wondering, uh-uh. uh, what's your number? My number? She didn't ask that question this week. <laughs> And by the oh, way, uh, and by the way, we already talked about that. I don't, I don't know my number. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I, I'm guessing uh, in the low twenties. It's not, it's not that bad for as old as I am. Uh, just like the temperature in Denver. <laughs> yeah, if it was the temperature here, we'd have a problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, the other thing that I was funny is uh, Tony. They were talking about names and naming the baby and having certain names that if you have the first initial or first sound of the name for the first name and the last name that somehow your child will go on to be more successful in life and tony thaxton was piping up during the show which was was kind of funny because all of a sudden he was talking (laughs) we're like who is this other person but what do you think about this theory of first name last name alliteration you know I don't think I like Quinn Quants. No. Casey Quants kind of works. And I don't know. I, well, I'm curious to see what they'll name this child because I can't think of a good name that goes with Quants exactly. But that reminds me that uh, Tony Thaxon, I was not all that surprised by him piping up. I expect that there is a producer there all the time, but sometimes we may not hear him. And so when he does pipe in, I'm not like shocked. I'm kind of just like, oh, it's not Jeff again. But... <laughs> Uh, yes. I thought it was interesting that his name is Tony, not Anthony, and you have a son who is Johnny, not John Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> that's not a first. Jonathan. That's what I was thinking of. 
Yes. I was thinking the same thing. I thought, yeah, because I, I didn't want him to be Jonathan. I wanted him to be Johnny, and that's his name. But, I, I mean, you could probably say that's a little white trash, but whatever. I'll take it. But, yeah, just Tony. I actually dated – that just reminded me. I dated someone whose name was just Tony, and I was like, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hunky Tony. Yes! That's the only thing I think of whenever I hear that name. It's the only thing. And I know I shared that with you, that Mike had a boss named Tony. And every time Mike would have a conversation with me, he's like, so Tony said whatever. And then I would just like interrupt him like, oh, with the pretty boy, Tony. Yeah. Hey. Right. Okay. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Hey. That's nice. Listen, listen to this. Uh, Don't want to keep Tony waiting. Hey, you got a problem with Tony? Hunky. Tony. Hey. <laughs> okay. He's like, can I get through a conversation without you doing that? With me mentioning the name Tony. <laughs> I'm totally down. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Anything else from Monday before we talk about Thursday? Uh, I don't think so. All right, sir. So six more episodes before our 150th episode. I'm pretty excited I'm thinking I like your idea that we talked about last week about having recording on that Sunday, which is March 10th, I think, uh, and then going out to the junk show and doing all that stuff, fun stuff. That way we can just kind of hit it in one day and you can still do your whatever you're you're doing (laughs) on Saturday. Uh, But uh, yeah, so March 9th, 10th, 11th at my house in Orange, California. People are coming out. You should too. For sure. And I won't even talk about the book club anymore because we haven't even like (laughs) talked about trying to figure out a day to do that. So it'll happen at some point. I know people are on, on pins and needles. Actually, like 10 more people have listened to our other book club episode since like, I don't know, since the last time I checked. I'm like, oh. People are desperate for listening material. <laughs> Actually, shout out to those 10 people. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, have you listened to Childish this week? I have not. I think I'm behind like two episodes. I think with Mike home this over the weekend, I kind of just, I get behind everything. So, well, and the alcohol really helped. <laughs> but yeah, I'm kind of behind on everything. Did okay, you well, listen to it? So I guess we won't. Of course, uh, we don't have to do a full-on childish chat, but I'll say, uh, you know, like eight minutes into the episode, and I've never been more attracted to Allison, and then an hour oh. into the episode, and I've never been more disgusted listening to an episode <laughs> of a podcast. <laughs> okay. You know what I was thinking about? How she was talking about her vagina on the Thursday episode. Well, it comes up often about talking about how big her vagina got and that Daniel saw this. And I think for Daniel, he must take comfort in the fact that she talks like that. Because if you think about it, that means she's really dedicated to Daniel. Because talking about that makes you very unattractive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, to say that kind of stuff, like, no dude's going to be like, sweet, I'm into that. Well, maybe some creeps. But it's like, <laughs> she's all yours. Like, you own that. Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, thank God I'm editing. I can cut that cut that out. Um, all right, let's talk about Thursday. We were her little crunch and munch sent in by Nikki Collier. 
on Patreon. And I think that Colonel Jeff's assessment of what Crunch and Munch is, is was exactly right. It's like Cracker Jacks, except for not gross. <laughs> it's quite delicious. It's not something I would ever buy or have in the house. But if you ever get, like sometimes we'll get it for Christmas. Like someone will give us a Christmas bag of Crunch and Munch. And I eat one and all of a sudden it's like half the bag is gone. It's so fucking good. But I don't know. What do you think about Crunch and Munch? I don't believe I've ever had it. But all right, sir. Whenever, whenever I hear Crunch and Munch, I think of this fucking Eminem lyric where he says, "What'd you munch? A bunch of Crunch and Bunch," and I think that is Ugh. peak Eminem, and that's why everyone hates him now. That's um, why. <laughs> <I'll> s- <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. I don't think I've ever heard a rap lyric where come. I'm like, "That was very astute." <laughs> oh, well, my eyes just rolled whenever I. <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, we have to use what? Nickelback and the two thick, crappy bands. Oh, uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. I don't think I know any of those songs. Ugh, woof. Uh, I feel like that's right up your alley, though. My alley? Ugh. It's like what, ska, it? right? I guess. Yeah, I guess that's so. Like, that's like your scene, man. Speaking of that, you know, it. yeah, ska was my scene in the 90s, and it's not now. But Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, I was not into them. <laughs> what? Oh, you mean you're not the one ska <laughs> person in 2019? Laugh. You're not like <laughs> wearing your checkered fucking <laughs> pants with uh, suspenders or whatever? Keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say yeah. like checkered vans, but I was like, well, she might have those actually. Yeah, I don't, but I could... Uh, they're, yeah, they're definitely back for a different reason now. Yeah, I skank on my way out out the door. That's that's how I walk. Oh my god, I'm shedding like a mother. Sorry, but Allison also mentioned. I don't know which story this came up during this, but she mentioned her breakup with the ska bass player, and that that was like really hard for her. And that's when she was bringing. They were talking about all those different crazy characters that are from their past, which I feel like we all have those kind of crazy characters in our past. But I was like, oh, that's that was my friend that she was talking about today. Oh, how's he doing, Lisa? <laughs> I don't talk to him. An old my old friend. Maybe I can start the show with with his band, uh, Vitamin L. But I thought that was kind of funny that. She started saying my breakup with, and then she kind of like hesitated. And I was like, oh, she's thinking about me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was, she never really Vi- like brings him up. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Vitamin L is such like a, first of all, it's like a very 90s name, but that's just a Super. bad name. Yeah. I guess I'm so used to it. But if you look at Vitamin L now, like, barely you could barely find them it's there's some other band called vitamin l that's some, something and there's like some other i don't know some business i don't know but yeah they used to like throw tortillas out to the audience that was like their thing but i'm sure she purchased those at like food for less for them <laughs> i should ask her that okay oh anyhow um when you travel do you unpack at hotels absolutely not good you're not insane find that to be like weird to do that well i i don't think i've ever had a hotel that had like a full-on like set of drawers but if if i did i wouldn't be like perfect i can unpack my socks and then 
put them over here? It's like I still got to <laughs> get them out of somewhere. Uh, and also, whenever you travel, have a bag for dirty clothes. Yes. Fucking, what's his face? Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. Jordan said, he's like, oh, it makes it easier to distinguish the cleans from the dirties. I'm like, uh, why the fuck would they be next to each other? Get a goddamn bag for dirty yeah. shit, you fool. And I just use the laundry bag that they have at the hotel. Or I'll just collect them and put them in my luggage. So I always have a bag in there that's for dirty clothes. But my kids will, like, whenever we go on trips, they will unpack at hotels because they're like, oh, this is fun. This is my drawer. And they'll, like, put all of our snacks in the drawers and they have fun with it. And for, like I understand Jordan's point of view where he's going to have, be having photo ops so you don't want your stuff wrinkled. But for me, the way I pack, I mean, it's going to, I'd rather just, I, I don't know, my my luggage is my drawers. I don't need <laughs> to take it out. It just, it makes no sense to me. I was always wondering who are these people that unpack their stuff at hotels? Yeah. If you have like dress shirts or a suit or something. Right. I like that kind of stuff I would hang up. But for me, it's mostly like, uh, I have this black t-shirt and I have this black t-shirt <laughs> yes. and I can keep those in the bag. Same. And I fold it so that it doesn't get wrinkled, but I mean, who cares if it is? Yeah, the kind of clothes I Wait, wear don't really get wrinkled. It? <laughs> They're cheapo. Well, yeah, I roll my shirts and that keeps them pretty much uh, wrinkle free. So, yeah, I can't relate. Yeah, same. Uh, what about vaginas? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you roll those up too? <laughs> uh, always. I was going to say always unpack those. <laughs> uh, so, Allison brought up the Monday episode on the Thursday episode, and she was talking about how Chris got punched and they're asking like, who has smelling salts? Like, where would you get those? I do wonder where you would get those. Um, but then they were talking about that. Maybe it came from the, the, I can't even think of what they are now. Not the medicine man. Is that what they're called? (laughs) But they alluded, or they referenced Pete's dragon and the medicine man. And I remember last week, I think I referenced, uh, chitty chitty bang bang and like that no it was two episodes ago and there was like a guy that went around collecting kids and he was like the candy man and this like sounds very similar and i remember watching pete's dragon again with my kids i was like oh this is scary shit uh i've never seen either well when you're here i have both on dvd so <laughs> that's what i was gonna start this the show with was uh Puff, no, Puff the Magic Dragon. That's different than Pete's Dragon. See, I get them mixed up. <sighs> I know. This is a problem uh, you have as the well. Only, the, only th- <laughs> the only thing I know about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is that it was written by Ian Fleming, the same guy who created the James Bond series. Oh. And in the movie, was it Jimmy Stewart who plays the main character? Or am I thinking of something else? Shoot. I think you're thinking of something else. But I think he looked similar to him. Well, it had a speaking very, of Jimmy like... Stewart... <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, go on. Oh, it was um I haven't even looked it up yet, but it's the guy from uh, Mary Poppins, Dick Van Dyke, right? Oh, yes, Dick Van Dyke. That's who I was thinking of. Never mind. Yeah, that's who it was. But if you watch it, you got to look at the crazy guy that that steals kids off the street. It's like, "Oh my gosh." So Allison's Prego undies that she's hanging to dry in the guest bathroom. And this whole story, I would be fucking mortified by this for so many reasons. Of course, everyone knows everyone wears, most for the most part, wear underwear. But pregnancy underwear are giant. 
a woman wants to feel somewhat feminine and not disgusting, but when you have your billowy shit out there hanging to dry, that's quite embarrassing. I don't know why they have the hanging thing in the guest bathroom. They really need to have it somewhere somewhere else because she's going to think about that forever. And that's... Uh, how, I don't know if you would feel the same way. I'm wondering if there's anything that would embarrass you like that. Well, as uh, I mentioned last week, embarrassment is something I am very familiar with. <laughs> I am like George Costanza. My life is just a series of sad or embarrassing moments <laughs> that all lead to nothing. But um, this is not the kind of thing I would be embarrassed about. Obviously, I'm a guy, but... First of all, like she mentioned, they have three bathrooms in their home now. Why is the guest one, why would you ever take anything in there that's even mildly embarrassing? Yes. If you know that's the one the guests are going to use because they could look through your medicine cabinet. Next thing you know, they're wondering what kind of fungus (laughs) you have. So everything, she should keep everything in like a separate bathroom that she knows is not where the guests will likely go. But also, he, Chris, was with, he has a child, so he knows what pregnant women have to go through, and so I doubt he gave a shit. But I can understand her embarrassment, but (laughs) eh, she should just try to move on. Especially because it's her place of work, so you want to have some sort of, you know, (laughs) to look like you're professional in some way, but then when your guest goes in and there's, like, giant undies hanging there, it's like, oh boy, (laughs) That's a little bit of reality. I don't know if she could get over it. Much like the pee smell, I don't think she's going to get over it. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Uh, Is there anything in your shed that you would be embarrassed by when, uh, say, Joanna or Jen comes by to record? You know what? No. When we built this shed and turned it into my zone or whatever, like every single thing in here is something that I love and that like I am not embarrassed by. And maybe I should be, but I'm not. Uh, let's see. Maris? No. No. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm not. I think if people came over here, they'd be like, wow, this is a little cluttered and it needs to be cleaned up. But it doesn't smell like pee and there's no underwear hanging in the corner. That being said, Perfect. when you guys come over for the group recordings, like I like to try and clean the house up and I go through and make sure there's not anything embarrassing floating around. But like you said, I like to keep my embarrassing stuff in where no one's going to be anyway. Like I'm, if I have to dry my undies out, it's going to be somewhere where people can't see it. Exactly. And I still go back to this moment that I'm embarrassed about, but I held on to my Prego undies for too long where I was like, I I wasn't pregnant anymore. And I was like, ah, just too lazy about getting new underwear. And I went to, we went and stayed at my, our friend's beach house. And so we just washed all of our laundry. And so she took my stuff out of the dryer so she could put her stuff in. (laughs) And my like giant pregnancy underwear were like hanging out on, like, I know she saw them. They're not only were they ugly colored, they were just like, they're giant. (laughs) They were like ugly yellow colored and it's like one of those things where it's like, don't buy those colorful underwear. They look disgusting after like three washes. They look dull and gross. And now you've got, she's probably like, I still think like she probably thinks I wear like the ugliest underwear. <laughs> she's probably like, poor Mike. No wonder he moved. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny now that uh, 
now that it's 2019, I don't have to wear all black anymore. And so now whenever I'm getting dressed and I go out, like sometimes I'll go outside and be like, oh, shit, I'm wearing gray or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that that was oh last year. Oh, my gosh. You can wear black again. <laughs> but but uh, I just think I'm like, I still just want to wear all black. So ladies, all black, everything. Pregnancy undies, uh, black bras black everything i have to say pregnancy underwear will not come in black (laughs) they're like the ugliest color possible but (laughs) you know i i would be embarrassed if i was if i had a a g-string hanging up there but not as embarrassed it's the embarrassment of like how ugly they are like like everything about (laughs) all of that is just like not sexy at all but yeah I uh, want to wear black all the time too, and I try not to because I really don't want to look like an evil troll, but or an evil demon. I guess a troll <laughs> is the wrong wrong words. Oh, that was one thing that my funny thing that my husband said re- regarding all this uh, Rick and Debbie stuff is he's like, "Why would you mess with people that look like us? Do we look like that we wouldn't do like <laughs> underhanded things?" <laughs> We wouldn't. We're very straight and narrow. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What do you think? So this whole pie cooking on the windowsill, I did not see this poll that she put on Twitter or wherever she put it. Would you have voted bird or or hobo? Well, I I think it was on Instagram. Uh, Also, uh, you said cooking, but obviously we know you meant cooling. (laughs) Um, The thing is that if we're talking about real life what you're worried about is like bugs or animals so i voted bird okay but if we're talking a tv show then i'm more worried about a hobo because that seems like it could lead to an actual like that could be part of a storyline of a show right and uh it turns out Jen on Twitter mentioned that there was an Andy Griffith episode called like Opie the Hobo or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently that was a storyline in the episode, which now I'm starting to think that Jen likes as much old shit as you do, Lisa. But it's the reason why we get along. (laughs) Um (laughs) Yeah, but for sure I thought I was like, this sounds more like a Yogi Bear thing, and then sure enough. Jeff mentioned it so and I wasn't thinking I would not have guessed bird or or thought bird or hobo I would have thought like Colonel Jeff was talking about how like the the smell fumes like dance around like hands and like draw someone in and I would think of like Tom and Jerry or something like that definitely animal not hobo but not bird so I would have been at an impasse (laughs) if I had to vote unless there was a third option of neither of these something totally different I feel like pies cooling on a windowsill is more of like uh, a trope than birds or hobos. But I've always wanted to have a house where you could cool a pie on a windowsill. But really, do you need to? I don't really know. Where did this even come from? I've made many pies. I've never had to like put them out to cool. I mean, how fast do we need to eat this pie? I don't understand. Right. Yeah, That it, it doesn't make sense. I think this is just one of those TV things that isn't relatable to real life like showering every day (laughs) (laughs) you're right you might want to take take uh showering up uh this year what do you think about secondhand furniture and futons oh my god no (laughs) and no uh my family didn't have a ton of money growing up so we got a lot of uh shit at the thrift store and whatnot yeah and 
so my whole life it was like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna treat myself right and i'm gonna go to an actual store and buy something new because uh my days of uh buying used bullshit uh that that's all done for except for like you know like regular shit like a used car that's fine or like even a like a used electronic thing or something that's fine but when it comes to like shit you sleep on or put your face on it's like who (gasps) wants to you know think about who's been here before it's funny because if you call it used or secondhand it's like ugh, i don't want any secondhand for like secondhand oof that was the worst sounding term but you call it vintage all of a sudden i'm like ooh, that sounds cool I have had many vintage couches. So that's fun. Which is more than secondhand. It's like 20 handed <laughs> furniture. I mean, the amount of DNA yeah, that went so, on it in my well, hands. It... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. oh my God. Uh, no, it's funny you mentioned that because there's like a, there's this bar I love and uh, right next door to it is this craft store that I go to to buy stuff. And then next to that is the vintage store and I, I go in there and I'm like, I don't want to wear a fucking t-shirt that some dude wore. Like, this reminds me too much of my, you know, my being forced to wear thrift store clothes days. So I, I think there's that. But I don't know. But like vintage clothes are something that people kind of like to have nowadays. So it's it's weird. It's just something I can't get behind for some reason. It is weird because I think about germs in so many different other respects. But when it comes to like all the shit that i collect i love all of it i love old shit obviously but also the thing with old furniture is it's made to last i've purchased two new couches in the past like couple of years and they're both like never gonna last my own lifetime like let alone somebody else's there's everything is made to be like pretty much broken by the by the first like year that you own it it's like everything is shit so I respect old things more. I like things with the history, but if I really thought about it, I think it would really gross me out. You know what was gro- grossed me out the other day? It's something I never thought of, but it's something so obvious is being at a restaurant and like all of the mouths that those forks have been in. Like I never thought of it that way. But <laughs> Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that. Hmm. Yeah, the, so speaking of the couches and things that are built to last, that's one of the reasons that I bought the watch that I did because I was like, they've been making this watch since 1957. I it's man. almost identical to what it was back then. And so I'm going to wear it every day. I'm going to use it the way it was intended to be used. And it's not the cheapest thing, but it will outlast me. And I feel like that's kind of my philosophy for most of the things I buy. Like, I didn't buy a fucking plastic turntable. No offense if you own a plastic turn. Well, I mean, my first ones were plastic because I was a 16-year-old kid. But now I have a Techniques 1210 M5G. They were not cheap. But I have the best one, and it's going to work 50 years from now. And that's kind of how I try to buy everything so don't exactly buy a new couch buy uh, unless it's a new couch that's <laughs> built to last is what i'm saying that is true i mean i'm sure there are manufacturers out there that could actually you're gonna pay a lot more money but i mean our couches weren't cheap but i mean 
they're not made to last. They're hunks of junk that we threw money at and they look okay for now. But I mean, I'd rather have an old couch and maybe reupholster it or something, but I don't know. Same with my shoes. My Well, obviously not my, not my sneakers or whatever, because those are fucking made for like $3 in China, but all my shoes are Goodyear welted, so if I ever wear through the sole, they can be resold because the leather upper is going to outlast me. Buy expensive That's shoes. That's really cool. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I don't, and I need to do that. That makes so much more sense. Also, I've tried to buy vintage shoes, but um, they didn't have big feet back then. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going like to say the... they all have like... <laughs> hidden compartments in the sole or something they actually did they had these like spring type of things not not like ruse or something like what you're talking about <laughs> but <laughs> no they had like these little spring things to like help your arches <laughs> oh so how often do you or have you gone to libraries what's your relationship with the library uh, first of all i believe it's pronounced library so <laughs> Uh, the last time I went to the library was, well, it's been when I l used to live in the apartment that I lived in before, uh, there was, the library was like five minutes away and I would go and check out books there. But now I live in a fucking shithole town where all we have is chain restaurants Oof. and white people. Oof. And uh, I don't know where there's a fucking library around here, but if I had to guess, it's at least 25 minutes away. So I don't go to the library anymore, but I wish there was one nearby. I live by one that's really nice. And I used to go, I used to walk there with the kids all the time. It's not in walking distance from our house where we live now, but it's... I love going there. I love the, I just, I love books so much. I know just to look at, not to read, but uh, I do love going to the library and I kind of got out of the habit of it because we live further away from it. And plus I have so many books I still need to read here. <laughs> but uh, I remember the days of selling stuff on eBay and having to use like their computers <laughs> and that kind of stuff and being around the other like hobos there that are using the computer. But I had never heard of this uh, fact-checking information calling at the library. Like, what? You just call up Mr. Bookman and ask him? <laughs> uh, um, I, yeah, I don't, you know, it's, I don't think I particularly knew this exact thing, but I feel like I remember that from being a kid that you could get answers from, from a library but i i don't know i think i was like right in the generation where like it was not like strange but also not the kind of thing i would do but like this sounded very familiar to really? me really i've never heard of this and the fact that they had just like a book of facts also like a giant book of facts that's weird to me but the fact that daniel called to get david lynch and mark frost address or information is like it's hilarious on many different levels. So, see, that is the kind of thing that surprised me. Like, I didn't know it was, like, that far-reaching. I thought it was just, like, you could ask them a question and they would, like, look it up in the encyclopedia for you or something. But, like Jeff said, like, what's the population of some place? But I didn't know I could be, like, uh, hey, get me uh, l let me use a reference you would understand. Hey, get me uh, Mary Tyler Moore's <laughs> phone number. <laughs> 
You don't think a David Lynch phone number is something I would get? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the one modern thing that I well, would I'm get, sure... although he's old. I imagine I imagine you already know how to reach <laughs> him, probably. Oh, yeah, he's here right now. You communicate via via owls or trees or something. That is true. We talk through the phone lines, but the, the electric poles, what? Okay. Um it is funny that he wanted to get his information so that he gets some swag, but also so that he'd do a, a Twin Peaks game show. Like what? I, uh, I thought everything about that. It's like, you must have really thought that Twin Peaks was going to last forever for starters. But also like, I totally would be on board for watching public access Twin Peaks game show. That sounds like amazing. Yeah. That sounds like uh, something, something that I would you like. would have done. But that reminds me. Nina Hartley, no uh, long time no see there, Nina. Uh, anytime you want it, you're going down like uh, like uh, the like the Bubble Boy once he got deflated. <laughs> oh, the moops! So, did you feel like I don't know if you're a different generation? Well, I know you're a different generation, but I wonder. Like, I grew up with a lot of public access and watching shows on on public access. Was that something that was part of your childhood? Uh, I don't know if we really had public access. I, I'm assuming we did, but I never saw it. So I just remember no. there was like a kids show that was like this guy, and then there was like an art artist guy, and like I, I just feel like it was something that was watched often maybe it's just because we were really cheap and poor uh but they were talking about uh the kind of weirdos that you would see on public access and i was thinking this sounds like someone (laughs) lisa has dated that reminded me of like one of the guys that was like a kid's show and he would dress up like a pirate and it was like what is this guy but i think we all had like characters from our past that were kind of like and i actually was thinking i wonder if allison knew this one guy that was like this well, he was the singer for, oh, shit, The Mentors. And he was weird. And he reminds me of the guy that they were talking about, because the, they were talking about that guy that looked like from Guar or something. And this is this guy was his name was El Duce. <laughs> like he was weird and he hung around at the time that Allison was dating that ska bassist guy. And we were all kind of friends. So I wonder if she ever hung out with him. But he went out in a blaze of glory in an intersection on a train track. Uh, cool. <laughs> he was also on um, what's that? Uh, Geraldo. He was on Geraldo. Because he said that, shit, I got to get my story straight here before I start talking. Uh, what's her name from Hole? Courtney Love. He said that Courtney Love paid him, tried to pay him to kill her husband. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> so anyways, I wonder if Allison knows this. This is what I'm talking about. Like, these are the kind of like weird characters where it's like, I don't know any of these kind of people now. But like when you're younger and you're just kind of like... Uh, a transient in life <laughs> uh different weird people come in, into your life well it, i thought it was funny that daniel mentioned israel 666 again uh we haven't heard about that guy in quite some time 
But I'm curious, does your pal Brittany know about this guy in Austin who everyone knew who has been on fire one too many Uh times? We're going to have to ask. uh, Hey, Brittany, do you know this Israel 666 guy? (laughs) No, that was that was not the guy who was. on. I mean, the other guy, the fire guy. (laughs) Hey, Brittany, do you know either of these guys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, The Austin fire guy. From the 90s? Yeah, I don't know about that. She might. I mean, if he's still alive and, like, burning. <laughs> Do you have anything else from Thursday before we talk oh, about j Ooh, I just thought maybe Buck. <gasps> maybe he got he caught fire again and Buck yes! put him out. Yeah, because I, I, because I know that <laughs> Buck was a firefighter back in the 90s because he's been doing it, I think. Oh, that's that might be cutting it close. There might just be like the lore of the Burning Man or whatever. <laughs> we'll have to ask him. Hey, Buck, do you know? <laughs> okay. So, for people that don't know who Buck is, that's your it's loss. Buck Owens. Ah, Buck Owens. It's that Bakersfield sound. The so, sh- uh, before we started recording, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. But why not reference a conversation that you and I just had? <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, no, I don't know. That reminds me. Uh, Rick is a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Um, it's hard not drinking. I have to tell you. You know, I've cut back significantly. And now if I do go out, I'll have one or two I bought a six pack of beer and I had one the other day and I had one today and I was like, uh, yeah, I still like this, uh, but I'm glad that I'm not doing it as much as I was before. True. I feel like it's more of an appreciation. I was looking for something in the refrigerator to drink just for, cause I thought I need to take the edge off of how mad I am. And like Allison has pregnancy brain. I just have like train wreck brain. So like I can't, I go off onto like 300 million things because I'm so mad. But uh, so I thought I need something to chill out. And I didn't. There was that same. What's the drink that you put in there? No, that uh, Joanna bought. Oh, uh, Limerita. Yeah, there's still that Limerita in there. I'm like, obviously, I'm not going to drink that. And there's some like Modelo's and some Tocades. But I'm like, eh, I'm not really. I just need like uh, just a hard seltzer or something. Nothing hard, just something easy. I didn't find it. I'm like, all right, I'll just have water. Fuck it. But yeah, I. Uh, it's been nice not drinking, but it's also kind of like, uh, it'd be nice to have like a little something to take the edge off. But I, you know what? I need to learn how to do other things to do that. Well, that's the thing is like, that's the reason I had one today is because I came home from work and sometimes you just need that little sip <laughs> just to relax after a long day at work dealing with idiots all day. Yeah. Now imagine you come home from work and those idiots live next door. <laughs> well, yeah. I, uh, Mike's I like, does that mean we have to move? Work. I'm like, fuck no. They're not going to win this. They're fucking out. <laughs> pass they bought a house in arizona that's where they belong it's where pariahs go to live all right let's talk about jmos <laughs> did you pick a jmo i did not but there was one that i was like "Ooh, i want to talk about this because it led to some kind of conversation yes. but then i forgot to pull it up okay is time, it so... night clouds pancake one that led to the pizza talk uh let's go with sure <laughs> So, Nightcloud, friend of the show, he sent in a rather confusing JMO, which basically meant meant he loved pancakes, I'm guessing, is what they were guessing. And we've talked openly about our 
dislike of pancakes. I, if it's cooked correct, by the way, I can cook perfect pancakes and my first one is never burnt anymore. I know how to do it right because I guess I've done it enough times, but still I'd rather have French toast over pancakes. But what do you think about this whole pizza idea? The extra, like, yeah, I like the crusty edge of the, of the lasagna, but not everybody does. So do we want extra burnt cheese on the outside of your pizza? Okay, well, there's many things to go through here. Yeah. First of all, unpack it. Uh, I was very confused by this JMO, and for some reason, I thought Bruised by Dawn sent it in when I was listening the first time. So I was like, Dawn, you're killing me. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on here. And then on the re-listen, I was like, oh, that wasn't Dawn at all. So I was very confused. I'm like, yes, pancakes? Or I was like, I, I don't understand, but I think they like pancakes. I... I'm so fucking sick of pancakes. They, even when they're good, they fucking are just mediocre fucking bullshit. <laughs> and I will say with a with a little asterisk, the best pancake I ever had was like a lemon flavored pancake. Oh. And it was fucking delicious. And I was so full, but I still ate like 80% of that pancake because I was like, this is like beyond like this like beyond a shooting star a fucking a blue moon this like never happens a decent <laughs> was it a lemon ricotta pancake? pancake by any chance i don't think so i've seen but those anyway. on menus i haven't ordered them but anyway anyway pancakes suck i'm very good at making them and also i will never burn the first one it's just like this is how my mom used to cook she is like in a rush and wants to finish so she turns up the heat burns the shit out of everything and then she's like mad that it's burnt so don't do that start with a lower temperature and uh you'll be fine what next oh yeah pizza uh crusty cheese great (laughs) crusty cheese uh pizza though i don't know if that's what i want i want stretchy mozzarella that like goes Mm. on and on for days i'm hungry now (laughs) Yeah, so Uh, I don't know about that. And then Daniel's quesadilla explanation uh, was also kind of weird. (laughs) So there's like cheese on the outside and the inside. Like, okay, but that's, I don't know. I I didn't find his quesadilla. I I don't uh, think it's groundbreaking. Yeah. You're right. I have accidentally done that when I make quesadillas and grilled cheese, you know, a little, some shreds will be on the outside. And I'm not like, ooh, I need more of that. It's like, huh. All right. <laughs> but so I do like it... lasagna that's crusty and cheesy. That's good. Oh, for sure. But I like the edge and, and the inside. It's much like a brownie. Like, I like the crust and I like the gooey inside. Like, yeah, I like the best of both worlds on that. Yeah. How how do you feel about his uh, pizza thing? Uh, well, at first I thought he was saying you were taking cheese and sauce all the way to the edge. All the way to the edge. I've done that when I've made homemade pizza. Just because I think, well, why not? You do really need to have like all of that crust. But I do like crust. So I don't know. It's not really changed my life. Uh, it's not as messy as they were worried about. And then doing like the cheesy crust underneath. I don't know. I don't. I, uh... So what do you think about the infinity slice? You know, I'm more interested in watching him make it than anything else but also if he wants to open up a his own pizza place where i can make my own pie (laughs) i'm all for that you're gonna have people sticking their hands into an oven i mean come on (laughs) it's funny because i was like 
when you watch that episode, it's like, that is a great idea, except for you just have somebody cook it for you. You make it, you get to make the pie, and then they put it in the oven. I mean, it's kind of fun, right? Well, so nowadays, there's places like uh, here, we have the Chipotle-affiliated Pizzeria Locale. Oh, yeah, we have like Blaze Pizza. Pizza Press. Yeah, there's other ones. So we're like... They have the conveyor belt ovens now. It's not like yeah. a full-on brick oven. So that's a more safe way to do it. But, yeah, I wish I could get back there and put my hands in the <laughs> dough and you got your toppings and you're throwing it up in the air. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but I used to work at a pizza place and <laughs> I was really good. <laughs> you know last week how I was called the master of puppets? Well... <laughs> I've never been called that. I used to be called the Master of Disaster and Lisa the Blade says. <laughs> That's still your nickname. I know. I, nothing's changed is what I'm trying to say. Now, every time I go to cut a pizza, my husband's like, uh-oh, Lisa the Blade's out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that uh, you were really good at fisting the dough. Uh, I know. I left that up to the to the dudes. <laughs> I'm not good at fisting. I'm sure you are, but come on. (laughs) Okay, Raphael. (laughs) Use your full name. All right. Let's end it on. That's that's what I was thinking. I was like, I I guess he would just call me Ralph or something to shorten it, but that doesn't work exactly. I And I hate that people call you that anyway. It's gross. I think it's disrespectful to you and it's a gross name. (laughs) Two and one. I don't uh, like it. I, yeah, I don't mind it too much. But some people do call me Roth, which I I kind of like. <laughs> but it's also kind of weird. I don't know. Oh, you mean Rafe? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Get to a doctor. Gotta go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's end it on Rafe. Let's end it on Fisting. What else? Yeah, let's just end it. How about that? <laughs> I'm going out in a blaze of glory. There's a train coming right now. If you'd like to be on this show, email BFFancast at gmail.com. I've actually had two people people, <laughs> people email me about being on the show. So I'm really excited about that. And follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Little, little Rafe, where can we find you? Two things. Uh, one, Uh-oh. I want to say that Allison was talk- has been mentioning how a couple of her shirts are on sale. You know which one isn't on sale? Mine, baby. To quote <laughs> the universally beloved Kanye West, couture level flow is never going on sale, motherfuckers. My shirt, full price. Get it online. Uh, if you don't own it already, you suck balls. Second thing I want to say is Jenna Kim Jones live tweet for the Random Acts show on BYU TV. The show is very heartwarming, and it was thanks, Jay, for putting on the live tweet and getting us organized. Hopefully next time more people will interact, but it was fun to watch. And actually going back to the Thursday episode where they were talking about local TV, watching it from my computer, from their website, you can like watch it live. So you get to see all the Utah commercials, and I also like that. And it was it made me miss like watching actual TV. But I want to say that uh, the show was good and it's very heartwarming and family friendly. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out and support Jenna next week. It's on every week. 
It's on TV. It's a thing. That's crazy. She has a TV show. That's so cool. Even if it is just in Utah. But <laughs> uh, check that out. I will check that out. And I'm sorry I missed the live stream. I mean, the live tweet. Speaking of live stream, the live stream is this weekend for Allison on Patreon. So it's Sunday, right? I believe that it is. Okay. So the 27th, I believe, Sunday. I don't know what time yet. But join Patreon and join us on the live stream because it's so much fun. Join us like we're a part of it. <laughs> oh, my if God. You're one of us. You're one of us now. Take a bite. Get your crunch and munch. Get on Patreon and join us. BFFs, you're the fucking best. Unlike my fucking neighbors. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Almost anything does happen at punk rock performances. Here, a band called Vitamin L unloads a crate of cabbage on the fans. Some toss it back. And when it's over, the stage looks like a giant salad bar. Girlfriend. I'm a sex object. Every time I ask girls sex, they object.